therapist. Welcome to another episode of Eh. It's been, it hasn't been that long since the last one actually. I've gotten better with keeping you informed. I'll just say that I've gotten better at checking in with you therapists and unpacking my feelings with you. I want to talk about grown-up tattletales. I mean, it's so weird to even say the word. I'm trying to find a nice way to say it. I mean, the street word is snitch, or um, as we call them in Jamaica, informa. But um, informa has such a negative connotation and is associated with so many negative things I'll explain to you at another time therapist that I don't want to use that word I'll just title this episode tittle tattle you know and I want to just examine the psychology behind work snitches you know why why do they do the things they do um, how do they feel when they do that? Let's talk about it. How do you brown nose to the point where you just disconnect with reality, where nothing exists in the world except you and the boss whose ass you need to kiss? Like, how do you get to that point? How does a grown-up with bills to pay and, you know, a mortgage, friends, family, how do you get to work at 8 o'clock and just morph into, you know, a doormat for your boss's feet? You know, how do you morph into that person? How do you become a work snitch? You know, I... I'm struggling to understand therapists because I've always considered work just work, not a place that I want to be for the rest of my life, not a place that I give up family time and friend time to be at I'm there because I have bills to pay I have a mortgage I have a family to take care of I'm there for that I've never had this undying loyalty to any job where that loyalty supersedes family and friends and loved ones I've never had that kind of loyalty so when I come across a co-worker who does I, I embrace the scientific method I observe and report you know and journal and make entries like you love this job so much that you don't care what anyone else thinks about you you're just going to run to the boss with every detail about everyone's life. You're okay being the work snitch. Wow. 
you know I have a case therapist you know I always have a case you know when I turn this microphone on and I talk to you I'm talking to you from a real life place from real life events you know obviously names and and names are changed to protect you know the innocent and names are changed to avoid the lawsuits so um yeah but i'm talking about facts events that occurred so last time we spoke i told you about this the fundraiser i was in charge of oh quick update it it went it went it went okay you know i had to get out of my comfort zone and i had to pull it together and I surprised myself therapist I really surprised myself because I didn't see it going as well as it went I mean it wasn't the glorious occasion of times past okay but it happened it happened in the middle of COVID and it happened safely and it happened in a way that we were able to raise funds and you know, children enjoy themselves from a distance in a safe space, right? So the big day came, the big day went, it, it went down and everything was okay. But leading up to the big day, you know, I had to talk to colleagues and co-workers about our plans but if you're listening to me for the first time and have no idea what I'm talking about in reference to the big day, go back and listen to the podcast before this entitled Comfort Zones, where I talk about everything leading up to the big day and you'll find out what the big day was and all of that. So, I continue therapist. So. In talking to colleagues and co-workers about our plans, you know, for the cultural fundraiser event, there was one colleague in particular who, I mean, I, I bumped heads with, for want of a better expression, I, I clashed with. We had differing, differing opinions on what would work and what would not work. My issue with what she said was she wanted me to operate as if we were not in the middle of a pandemic, as if we were not in the middle of a situation where our numbers are rising every day. Um, We can't find the curve. We don't even know where the curve went. Um, we We have horror stories every day of people just dropping dead from COVID and you want me to operate as if it's business as usual. So that's where she and I could not see eye to eye. So we spoke over the weekend, you know, she sent me some voice notes via WhatsApp. I sent her voice notes via WhatsApp and we're talking about our plans for the fundraiser. At the end of our conversation, you know, I sent her a text, well, I don't necessarily agree with your approach but I'll do my best to make sure my part is done okay 
I forgot those conversations, you know, because as far as I'm concerned, it's two team members trying to sort out how we're going to approach, you know, an event. So I shared my point of view and I moved on and I forgot. I go to work (laughs) the Monday following this conversation or rather this exchange of voice notes that I have with my coworker, my colleague, right? Our boss pulls me aside and says, well, you know, I need to talk to you. I don't think anything of it because this is in the middle of the planning for the event. She says, I need to talk to you. And I, you know, I, you know, of course I, 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 I'm not going into the office thinking of anything other than we're talking about the event that we're planning. We're talking about the fundraiser that we're planning. She says to me, you know, I'm going to call this person Coworker X. Coworker X forwarded your voice notes to me and I was disappointed to hear how you wanted the event to go. Therapist, I sat there in stunned silence. I couldn't get past co-worker X forwarded your voice notes to me. I was in utter disbelief. Forwarded my voice notes to you? Forwarded my voice notes to you. I was just so surprised. I think I repeated that maybe four times. Like a grown-up, an adult, working on a team with another adult. Forwards, messages shared in a team discussion to the boss. And not only does she forward my messages to the boss therapist, she actually spins this narrative because this is what she did. This is what she did, therapist. She and I had a conversation, okay? She sent me voice notes. I sent her voice notes. She sent me text messages. I sent her text messages. It was a two-way conversation. Yet, she forwarded only my voice notes to the boss. And she prefaced my voice notes with a voice note of her own going on this tirade about people unwilling to do the job as the job is set out for them to do. And I mean, she's really going in. And I heard this because the boss, in her attempt to play back voice notes, my voice notes that were forwarded to her, inadvertently played co-worker X's voice note. And you know what I heard in that voice note, therapist? I heard venom. I heard venom. I heard anger. I heard envy. I heard toxicity is what I heard. And I'm thinking, 
You and I have a conversation as teammates working together on a committee. We have a conversation. You disagree with what I'm saying. You don't say to me, hey, I disagree with you. No, you forward my messages to the boss and you preface those messages with a venomous message of your own. And it's almost like, I am going to tarnish your reputation before you have a chance to really create one in this place. I'm going to tarnish your reputation and I'm going to tear you down in front of the boss to make myself feel good. That's what I heard, you know? So I'm in the boss's office for not more than maybe 45 minutes and she's going on and on about teamwork and unity and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, tell coworker X that. Because coworker X and I had a conversation and she brought you into it. You know, like we're ninth grade kids doing a group project and you have to run to the teacher and tattle. Like, really? I have never been so loyal to the job, to any job, where I felt the need to throw someone else under the bus. I have never felt so loyal to any job that I felt the need to tarnish someone else's reputation in front of the boss to make myself feel good or to gain or maintain any position. I've never felt so loyal to any job that I've been the work snitch. I'm sorry, that's the lowest of the low. Work snitch is at the bottom. How do you live with yourself knowing that you're potentially jeopardizing someone else's job over a matter that can be settled like a grown-up? So you know what I did, therapist? The boss goes in this long lecture about unity and teamwork and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I did, therapist? Soon as I got out of that intense meeting with the boss, I blocked said co-worker's number. I blocked her landline. I blocked her cell phone. I blocked her everywhere. And I said to myself, you want to talk to me about this project? Well, you talk to me face to face. Or you send me an email, but I am not going to give you ammunition. I am not going to give you fodder for this narrative that you want to spin about me. Therapist, she had the audacity to come to work and act like the victim. Oh, I'm not feeling included in the planning of this project. Well, nobody wants to call you on the phone because now we all know that you're the work snitch. Now we all know you are a snake in the grass and who would want to deal with a snake? I know I don't want to. So the rest of us on the committee, we carried on with the project. I didn't communicate with her because I'm no longer communicating with her via phone. She wants to talk to me, she sends me an email. You know, a generic work email, and I will respond with noted, or some other expression that 
means everything and nothing at the same time. You know? But I'm done. I wash my hands of it. What could possess somebody to actively try to bring other people down in order to make themselves make themselves look good? I don't get that concept because I'm just not that person. I've never been that girl who goes around thinking, hey, if I can make you look like an idiot, I'll make myself look like a genius and then I will stay in this job, what, forever? I've never felt like that about any job. And it makes me wonder if I am not doing what I'm most passionate about, therapists. It makes me wonder if I am not truly living my purpose because I've never felt so strongly about any job that I feel the need that I have to do anything. I have to do any means necessary to stay in the job, even if it means throwing someone else under the bus. Like, I'm not that person. And I don't know, therapists, I mean... I don't know. Is I don't know if it's strength of character or I just don't care about my job. You know? I don't know. I've never felt so strongly about any job. Like any day that I feel I'm going to become the work snitch, the tittle tattle, the snake in the grass. I feel that's the day to pack my stuff up and exit stage left like I don't want to become a person who jeopardizes someone else's livelihood to be where I am you know or to maintain what I think I have you know yeah so this week has been an eye-opening one in the sense that now I see this person for who they really are you know they, they approach you with a smile and everything, but the entire time the plan is to use underhanded tricks to create a narrative that puts one person down and shows another person, you know, in a glorious light. I don't understand. I think of it as plantation thinking, you know? We've been off the plantation for 400 years, so why are we still living like that? Why are we still fighting against each other and tarnishing each other and tearing each other down? Why are we still struggling with crab in a barrel syndrome? Therapist, um, I mean, I was just so surprised because I've never really worked anywhere where this depth of loyalty, let me run to the boss type thing, has happened. You know, if anything, I've worked places where we're just struggling to get by one day to the next, keeping our head up, staying awake, being alert, trying to do the best we can, you know, with what we have, 
As usual, therapists, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Air. You can always send me messages, I promise. They'll make it to the show once you start sending me messages, sharing your thoughts about what I'm talking about, what I'm sharing about, about the feelings I'm unpacking. Thank you again for listening.